0: Well, greetings from sunny Florida today, albeit a bit colder than what I prefer. Um, my name is Vicki Sparrow, and I minister at the Christian Church at Port St. John, Florida. And I just want to thank Monica for the opportunity and the privilege of being able to share a, f- a few thoughts with you today that have been on my heart in the past few weeks. Um, I was recently meditating on several of the teachings that Pastor Ron has been releasing. And at the same time, I was considering our transition that we're going through and our welcoming of the year of wisdom and revelation that's quickly approaching. And the Spirit of God brought this very familiar verse to mind. It's found in Genesis 6, 8, and it's just one sentence. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I started thinking about all that was really going on during that time frame of Noah's existence. Everything that was occurring when he had to deliberately choose to obtain grace for himself. Do you realize that Adam was still living when Noah was born? So I imagine the fact that the enemy had tried that coup attempt in the garden in order to destroy God's plan of partnership was still at this point anyway, at some point, newsworthy in Noah's day. It may have occurred several hundred years earlier, but since everyone was just beginning families at the age of 400, 500, and many were still living to be, you know, to the ripe old age of eight and 900 at that point, I'm sure it was fresh enough in the passing down from father to son to still hold quite an impact at what the enemy had tried to do. And what I realized was, This verse in Genesis 6-8, which is really not that many chapters away from creation in Genesis 1, it was really the result of one man's determination in the midst of catastrophic conditions. You know, unable to destroy or completely derail God's plan in the garden, the enemy was trying again in a completely different way to undo this plan of partnership that God had established. Demonic beings or former sons of God before the fall is what scripture calls them, begin mating with humans in order to produce soulless individuals. These would be individuals without the breath of God. So there would be no one able to partner or fellowship with a father. Pretty good plan, actually. And in addition... The atmosphere of society at that time was anything but one that welcomed the presence of God. In fact, if you read the few verses before this, you'll see that the proclivity to follow the twisted purpose of the enemy far outweighed the desire to pursue pursue the heart of God. So wickedness was great in the earth, and it was great in men's hearts at this time. And all of this was, it was really a terrible departure from God's original intent. Scripture says that God intended as a result of all this to destroy every living person and animal on the face of the earth. Then Genesis 6, 8 occurred. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You know, when you begin to evaluate grace, it is such an encompassing thing as we're really finding out through all of these teachings and all of these revelations that God is giving us. And it's grace is almost hard to pin down because it's such an influencing factor in everything we do in our relationship and in this journey that we have with the Father. Just think about it. Grace is part of the process of expanding into new territory with the heart and the will of God. Grace assists us in maturing in our own identity and in our own function throughout the course of our life's journey. Grace promotes us to deeper responsibilities and points of authority in the spiritual realm. Grace advances us in knowing the heart of our Heavenly Father in an ever-increasing depth of intimacy and power. And grace launches us into new points of existence in God and into new measures of His wisdom. And that's probably only the tip of the iceberg when we look at the work of grace in the life of a son. So let's let's go back to Noah. In the midst of this huge mess, Noah obtained grace for himself. And how did he do it? He did it through the eyes or the ways of God's plans and purpose. Noah deliberately determined to partner with God in the way that God was moving and functioning through his seven spirits in whatever was required and in however it may have changed Noah's life. Noah was willing to expend himself towards not only making grace a part of his very existence, but using it to propel himself forward in every aspect of how Father chose to move. And that, my friends, is deliberately choosing grace, regardless of the circumstances around us, regardless of what opposes us or what resists our forward movement. Grace was the pathway of life that Noah chose. It was the path of, of his existence. And that puts us in much the same place that Noah was because our world is not so different from the world that Noah lived in. In the natural, I believe we're seeing much of the same proclivity to follow the twisted purpose of the enemy over the desire to pursue God's purpose. But you know, regardless of what's going on around us, we're also in the same exact position to choose grace. Ongoing grace is the only solution to our success in the kingdom. Grace is the only solution to overcoming the gross darkness that is and will be presenting itself. And grace is the only solution for us to remain on course in our calling and our identity. And that's the same thing that Noah discovered. We must continually obtain grace in the ways of God's plan and purpose, His plans and purpose. And as sons... We approach this coming year of wisdom and revelation with tremendous expectation. You know, God has already promised us that he's going to move in new ways of wisdom from what we've known to this point. He's going to reveal new measures of wisdom that we will need in order to bring heaven to earth. That in itself is exciting and hopeful. God wants to expand his wisdom. He wants to expand his understanding in us. And I'm really grateful that he's encouraged us to ask him for these things over these past several weeks. Yet even in this, we don't leave grace behind. We don't abandon our pursuit of being developed as trustworthy sons. We've got to remain wholly open and submissive to every point of cleansing and to every measure of change that Father wants to bring to us and through us. He's preparing us through this process of grace for the expanded wisdom that he's going to be releasing. You know, I don't imagine that Noah had every bit of insight and understanding he needed when he began obediently building the ark. It was a lengthy process to fashion that huge container of animals and people and to ensure that it would actually float and not sink when the rains began and the waters began to rise. And sure, God gave him the basic list of materials and the blueprints for the assignment. But you know things came up over the course of all those years of ark building. And even while he was on the ark, that Noah didn't necessarily have the insight to handle or, the, or know how to address properly. I mean, after all, he was in brand new territory, just as we often are. That perspective of how God was moving in that assignment And the the determination of Noah to keep moving forward with the plan of God was what brought the wisdom of God to handle all that lay ahead of Noah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, get grace, saints. Continue to pursue grace as we breathe and function in the ways of God's plans and purpose. Don't set aside grace in your pursuit of wisdom. In fact, be as those faithful followers in Antioch that Paul and Barnabas spoke to in Acts thirteen forty three, when it says they persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Remain in grace in whatever way the Father is moving. Stay open to investing yourself in grace, in however God asks you to invest. Choose grace over whatever else may be tugging on you at the moment, however noble or strong that tug may be because there is grace sufficient for us in the midst of the most challenging of circumstances. There is grace for us in the midst of our own iniquity so that we can rise above and overcome that. There is grace for us even when the world or its cares are telling us just the opposite. There is grace for us to advance in not only the wisdom of God, but to advance in all of the ways of God, that all of the ways that God's going to be moving in this coming year. And there is grace for us to take his will and his heart into new terrains, new territories, and new theaters of operation. God wants to expand us in his ways beyond anything we've known to this point for the sake of his plans and purpose. But our feet must be dedicated to the foundational platform of grace in order to accomplish that. So I bless each one of you, saints, and I speak a determination to move in grace with God's ways as we approach this new year and throughout the entire year. May God bless you all.